Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, my name is Stephanie, and um, by the grace of God, I will be bringing a word um, this morning, um, um, still centered around the theme of clear sound. And I pray that as the word is released, you know, the Holy Spirit will um, lead us and show each and every one of us you know, our paths, our paths to play in this time, in this, mm. let me say, unusual season of life that we find ourselves in. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give us clarity individually and corporately in the mighty name of Jesus. So this morning, I'm going to be reading from the book of Judges, um, chapter five. But um, just, you know, for context of what was shared yesterday, um, Pastor Isi led, um, and yesterday was the first day of um, this month of prayers, so Pastor Easy led the, the the prayers, and you know, she, we, while we were sharing about Eclair Sound, we we're talking about how um, our lives, you know, are instruments in the hands of God, and how um, God intends to use us to. Um, admin, please, can you help me mute um, any noise? Thank you. Um, and how God intends to, you know, use us to amplify his will in, in, in our world, amplify his will, you know, on the earth, amplify his will in our communities, in our nations, um, in this generation, in our time and in our season. And that in itself just brought, you know, perspective to me because up until then I had been looking at it you know in only one regard which is um, hearing from heaven but not even you know um, realizing that we are the ones that are the instruments that heaven uses to release sound over the earth you know so just reiterating that we are the temple indeed we are the temple of God you know we are the instruments you know that God uses um so that really blessed me um I don't know okay the recordings if they weren't shared they will be shared this morning so we can catch up on that and so this morning um one of the scriptures that the Lord has been laying in my heart um throughout this season um is that of Deborah and if we have walked um, or been affiliated with um, people of influence for quite some time, the ministry or the teaching about the mantle of Deborah is not new to us. You know, it's a scripture that we, um, we've, we have reason to study every now and again. But with um, regard to this time on the earth and this season, um, whether in Nigeria or in other parts of the world, we see um, the story and the journey of Deborah um, so relevant, so relatable, you know, um, it's like it was written for eight times such as this. And um, just a few days ago, the Lord laid the scripture in my heart again. And, you know, he's just been guiding me through it. And I'll just be sharing, um, you know, just a few things. And I pray that God would keep us all understanding. So let's open to the book of Judges chapter five. Um, and let's read together. I would go through it and then I'll just pick out um, the scriptures that we'll be praying with. Um, it has 30 verses. So I believe we can quickly run through it. Praise Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, Judges chapter five. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day saying, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel. When the people willingly offered themselves, hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes, 
I, even I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anna, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then was war in the then was war in the gates. Was there was there a shield or spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. So we see here that um, scriptures um, scriptures account of the governors is not even the ones that are sitting in the places of power is the ones that have offered themselves willingly among the people. It is the service, it is their service that, um, would I say, determines their ranking according to, you know, um, the, according to the record of scripture. So it is not by the, um, it is not by the, for lack of a better word, ordination of men. It is not by the occupying of, of office, physical office, but it is by the service that, um, these people were called, as the Bible talks about the elders in the book of Hebrews, these people are called the governors of the people because they offer themselves willingly. So I just received that literally, so I thought to share. Verse 10, speak, ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, then shall they re rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinoam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim, was there a root of them against Amalek? After thee, Benjamin, among thy people, out of Machir came down governors, and out of Zebulun, they that handled the pen of the writer. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley. For the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the bleatings of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben, there were great searchings of hearts. Gilead abode beyond Jordan, and why did Dan remain in the ships? Asher continued on the seashore and abode in his breaches. Zebulun and Naph Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives unto death in the high places of the field. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh by, by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. Verse 21. The river of Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river Kishon, oh my soul, thou hast trodden downstream. Then where the, then where the 
horse hooves broken by the means of the prancing, of the prancing, the prancings of their mighty ones. Curse ye, Meros, said the angel of the Lord. Curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to help of to they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tents. He asked water and she served him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly fish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer, she smote Sisera. She smote off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet, he bowed. He fell. He lay down. At her feet, he bowed. He fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. I love how the Bible emphasizes things, you know, over and over. The mother of Sisera looked out at a window and cried through the lattice, why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariots? Her wise ladies answered her, yeah, she, she returned, she returned, yeah, she returned answer to herself. Have they not said, have they not divided the prey to every man a damsel or two? To see Sarah, a prey of diverse colors, a prey of diverse colors of needlework, of diverse colors of needlework on both sides, meet for the necks of them that take the spoil. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might, and the land had rest forty years. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. 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 Um, can everyone still hear me? Okay, I can see we're all muted. Um, just let me know if you can hear me um, clearly. Or oh, if you can't. Yes, we can. Okay, awesome. We can hear you. Okay, so um, just a couple of things. Um, we see here what happened um, in the time of Deborah. It was a time where um, there was war or it was the time where the war was at the gates. The Bible says that in one of the verses that um, arise, arise Deborah for there's war at the gates, you know? So it was a time where there was unrest. It was a time of uncertainty. It was a time of anxiety. It was a time where there was fear. You know, the Bible says that um, 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 the highways and the byways, you know, they were unoccupied village life seas. So there life as people knew it was no longer the same and we see that same trend has happened in our time also um prior to last year but last year was when you know the real shaking really began and it was visible for those that were not even discerning to know that okay something is definitely going on with covid and all of that that happened and i shared the other day on an instagram live that i did you know i was saying um a lot of us were you know were found making statements like i'm making comments like oh i can't wait for you know things to go back to normal but things have not really gone back to normal the normal that we were hoping for or the normal that we thought we had things have just not gone back to um, regular programming you know after 2020 it has been rumors of wars um not just rumors actual wars strife mishaps you know, these things have just been happening back to back to back. And it seems like, okay, where is the rest? You know, what do we do? You hear that people are, in fact, the story of the exodus of Nigeria, where a lot of people are just, you know, planning to relocate for, you know, 
what seems like good reason, people are either planning to or actually relocating in numbers in troops every day for whatever reasons. Most of it is based on fear. And this is not to, you know, um, um, play down whatever anyone's intention is for wanting to live for a better, you know, it's a better life in quotes. But, you know, this just brings us, shows us, uh, reading the scripture, it shows us um, that there's nothing that is happening now that has not happened before. And what was the solution? What was the posture we, when all of these things were happening? It says, Deborah speaking says, until I, Deborah, I arose. I arose a mother in Israel. I took some notes down. I'm just going to share. If you have a pen and a pad, please um, just write down. I hope it blesses you. So there's an invitation, you know, um, there's an invitation um, we can see from the sequence of events in Deborah's time. Um, so it was like a domino effect. The rising of one person caused the rising of many others and initiated a series of events. First, there is always an invitation to arise, a call to be more. As Pastor Isi says, as she has been saying most recently in this time where she has been teaching us a lot about building capacity for the journeys of life, she says it must always start with a sensing that provokes inquiry, you know, so when you start sensing these things, and another thing that, you know, we have learned in this season is that the conversations that we don't have with God, the devil, the enemy will have it with us and he will pervert it. So when things like this start happening, it's not for us to respond in fear as, you know, fear is the, is the easy response to things because that's us just giving to, you know, that's not us even trying to seek for an answer or a, a posture or, you know, um, um, the clarity or the, um, the, the mind of God is us just, would I say, settling for what it is that we're seeing, but it must always start with a sense that will provoke an inquiry that will take us back to God, you know, and ask him, Lord, what is going on? And most times when we go back to God, he always takes us back to his word, not because he cannot speak to us, but because it is documented in the pages of scripture. And so it always starts with that sense. It will provoke an inquiry and it will take us on a journey, you know, and that is one of the things that we do every time we come together on prayer and not just do, and we don't don't just come to pray um uh, um to pray um vaguely or just to you know um arouse our senses but we are coming together to pray because there is a portion for us per time and per season and every time we take it back to the word of god he shows us what we must do per time and per season that is what it means to be led by the spirit of god because we are the sons of god we must always be led and so you know in the day of the um in the time of deborah we see this happening again um um an invitation to arise for deborah it was until she arose as a mother there was a call for her to be more you know there was something that provoked her to just seek and quest for more and i believe it was the stirring of the spirit until deborah arose until she became a mother in israel until she went beyond being the judge of israel you know and here the scripture paints a picture of how the judges you know um how the judges were were seen um it talks about rising rising on white on white asses sitting in judgment and walking by the way it just you know waiting until things come to you it's like um the the courts you know the judicial system in different nations you don't see the court going to meet individuals you know you find people going to the court to to raise cases you know to say okay so and so happened and 
you know, people are always going to make inquiry, make petition to the courts to judge cases. But Deborah went beyond that. She went beyond, okay, I've done my part. She went beyond that place of, okay, I'm fine. I've been taken care of. You know, my family is fine. I will do my own part and everybody should do their part. She went beyond that and became a mother. She went from being a judge in Israel to becoming a mother in Israel, one that was set on a journey to wrestle, to conceive and to birth and war for a new nation. So she wasn't just judging anymore. She now took Israel as her responsibility. Imagine what our world would be if each and every one of us, not in this world, but even on this call, I, how many are we on this call? We are 42 on this call. We're 45 on this call. Imagine if 45 of us took up responsibility for our communities and we said, no more. I'm not waiting for the governor. I'm not waiting for the mayor. I'm not waiting for any other person. I am going to arise and become a mother in Israel. I will become a mother for my generation. I will become a mother for my community. I will become a mother for my nation. I will become a, a mother for my industry. I will become that gate through which new things, new things the seed of heaven is placed and is birthed through me i will become the gate i will become the mother i will become the one that is used by god i will become the trumpets that is held in the hands of heaven and is releasing the sound of heaven over the earth over this fair over this territory i will arise a mother in israel i would like us to begin our prayers from there and i'd like us to unmute our mics you see this prayer rain i don't know about anybody else but for me it's different i'm not even playing around anymore and i have told god that I do not want to come out of these 14 days the same way that I entered by June 30, 2021. I cannot be the Stephanie of June 1st, 2021, because honestly, enough is enough. I have had enough. I've had enough of the limitation. I have had enough of the oppression. I have had enough of the lies. I have had enough of the enemy having a few day over the children of God, plundering us, stealing from us, ransacking us, and we all just keep staying staying in that place of the of the of, of the offensive we are always offended when we are the mm -hmm. ones that should be advancing advancing that the gates of hell will not be real and i'm not doing this in my strength i'm doing this with the backing mm -hmm. of the spirit of god and by the word of god mm -hmm. and so i would like us to begin this morning by lifting up our voices and saying father if i do not have the right reaction if i do not have the right passion if i do not have the right mindset oh god in this time and this season provoke it in me holy spirit after all you are the one that has the power you have the power to cause me to will and do your good pleasure. Lord God, cause me, oh God, let there be a shift in my life, oh God. I am the God of Thank <laughs> you. 
we are still praying we're still praying it starts with a setting that provokes inquiry we have to start questioning things we have to start questioning things is not the same as complaining. Questioning things is not the same as joining the heathen that rage and the people that imagine a thinking. It's very different. The Lord is the one that has given us the, 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 the heart of, of, a, of, of a sojourner. He has locked eternity in our hearts. Why? Because yeah. he, he desires for man to go on a journey. So let's yeah. not think that God is afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our questions. He wants us to ask the question. In fact, we are falling in his hand every time we don't ask him questions. Every time we sit down with other people and we are talking about things when God is, you know, looking at us like my son, my daughter, will you not come to me and will you not ask me? God is not intimidated by the questions or by the happenings of this world. Remember, he's Alpha and Omega. Before end, you know, before everything started, he had already seen the end from the beginning. He had finished everything. So nothing is happening in our world that is taking God by surprise. The Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell in it. So whether it's COVID, whether it's wars, whether it's shutting down of Twitter, there's nothing that is happening today that is taking God by surprise. There is nothing. Whether it's the things that are happening in Nigeria, whether it's the, the dictatorship that is, that is masked in democracy, there's nothing that is happening in our nation now that is taking him by surprise. But he, he, he has allowed each and every one of us that is on this call. He has allowed Adiola, he has allowed Dijoma, he has allowed Kemi, he has allowed Abigail, Adidui, Adiola, Adonla, Alayo, Abimbola, Chiamaka, Claire, Denise, Eden, Eunice, Gift, Gwendoline. He has allowed each and every one of us on this call to be alive mm. at such a time as this because there is mm. a role we have to play. And just mm. like Esther, just like Deborah that was first a judge, just like Esther that was the queen that thought, ah, at least I'm okay. I'm taking care of, I have visa, I have blue passports. If anything happens, I can jackpot. When people are making jokes about these things, which I'm following them to be making jokes because I know that last, last, my own no too bad reach. Do you understand? If anything happens, I can just arrange myself and I can leave and my family will be okay. We must remember what Mordecai said to Esther. Don't think that you can run away from these things because mm. even if he comes and he goes now, <laughs> you don't know that, you don't know whether you have been called for such a time as this. If 
if it does not come for you now, it is coming in your future. If it does not come for you personally, your generation is still going to come and meet it in front. And so that is why we must, we must inquire of the Lord. We must seek God's counsel until Christ is revealed. We must be, we must, we must, we cannot be at peace. We cannot have ease in Zion when it is time for war. Um, um, and so just speaking about this, we start to see that there is always a process to becoming. Sorry, I'm echoing. Admin, please, can you help me take care of that? There's always a process to becoming. There's always a process to becoming. So it, it doesn't start in, it doesn't, maybe it starts in one day, but it doesn't fall on you in one day. It takes time and it takes process. There is a testing that, that bets authority. You have to be tested. You have to be tested. And that's why you see the scripture that we explained earlier that the governors were not determined by the people that were placed in authority in courts, but by the people that gave themselves to service. And we see that being repeated in this particular, this particular chapter over and over and over again. There is a testing. We must be tested and that must bet authority. Why? Because all of creation is watching to see the decision that man will take. Why do you think the, 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 the stars could fight in their cause for Deborah? Because she was in alignment with the will of God. Everybody is watching. You know everybody is watching everybody is watching it's not just god that is watching us the 24 elders are watching the heavenly hosts are watching the angels are watching archangels are watching creation is watching the sun is watching the moon is watching time is watching seasons are watching you know everybody is watching to see what we will do and it is when we begin to act in accordance to the mandate of god for our lives which is being the carriers of his image and bearing his likeness that is when things begin to align why because we are in alignment with the one and up until then everything we are doing is a waste of time so we must allow ourselves journey we must allow the holy spirit take us on the journey we must stay in the place of prayer we must stay in the word until christ is fully formed in us we must journey into becoming the process must prove that your mind is locked into the knowledge of god so you see this knowing is not a pentecostalism knowing no it's not just coming to carry platform and start shouting that oh i know i know no you know because you know your god the bible says they that know their god they shall be strong and will do exploits it is the knowledge of god that brings strength and the 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 the, the doing of exploits so we must know our God. What kind of knowing is the Bible talking about? A knowing that is bred from a place of intimacy, just the way a husband knows his wife, just the way a wife knows her husband, just the way spouses know each other. That is how God expects us to know him. How will we know him when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High? This is the time to sit down with the Bible. We cannot wake up every day and live our lives carelessly and just get dressed and go about our day without studying the word. I've given myself a responsibility. I've given myself a diet. There are certain, there's a certain number that I must clock in every day. This is not even Bible study. This is reading the word. I'm acquainting myself with the voice of Christ that is locked in scripture because tomorrow we'll come and we'll say, Lord, I want a fresh encounter in you. Lord, I want a fresh testimony. Lord, I want to experience you afresh. But have you even given yourself to the word of God? If you want to find Jesus, the first place to look is in the Bible and the Holy Spirit has been so gracious and there is grace in this season to stay in God because we must go beyond looking at the faces of the elders or the fathers or the ones that have gone before us. Some of us may say that the fathers have failed us some of us may say that the church has failed us 
You, are you failing yourself? Are you failing God? Are you failing your generation? What are we doing? Are we sitting down with scriptures and allowing the spirit to work out the process of God in us? I'd like to like us to lift up our voices and pray. The Holy Spirit, help us. Help us go through process. Help us go through the process that takes us from being the judge to becoming the mother. Help us go from the place of being responsible for only ourselves to a place where we are able to birth for the kingdom. Lift up your voices and pray. Please, let's unmute our mics. Oh, Holy Spirit, give us a fresh desire for your process. Let us not try to look for shortcuts, oh God, in our work and in our journey with you. Let us submit and surrender ourselves to the test of judge, test that bends authority, oh God. Amen, Lord. We receive the patience for the process, O oh God. So many mm-hmm. times we are in a hurry for many reasons, from ignorance, from excitement that is not rooted in in that is not rooted in trust, Lord. We, we, it's easy for us to get carried away, oh God, 
because we are looking for the big things, oh God, and we forget, Lord, the things that matter. Help us to remember the things that matter in this time, oh God. Help us to rearrange our priorities, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Help us to reprioritize you, Jesus. Help us to see, oh God, that it is you, oh God, that is the answer to everything. Help us to desire you afresh. Help us to desire you like never before. Help us, oh God, to desire you so much, oh God, that we would not rest until we have sat and fellowshiped with you in your word and with your spirit, oh God. This is our desire because this is where our strength is our strength comes from the knowledge of you oh god let us not even just seek you because of what we will gain maybe that is where we are starting from oh god but father anything we bring to you oh god is is okay for you to use oh god even though we come in one way let us not remain that way through the process and through the journey take away the deceitfulness of self from us oh god father take away the deceitfulness of our hearts oh god that deceitfulness that we don't even fully know the extent of it oh god take it away from us oh god open our mm-hmm. eyes to see oh god father mm-hmm. as we sit with your word because your word is a mirror oh god That's father not... let us see let us behold as we behold mm-hmm. you let us also see ourselves in you oh god father mm-hmm. in the name of jesus whatever it is that we find lord on this journey father let it was let it not discourage us oh god from, from continuing in our walk with you lord but father let it propel us oh god to keep pushing and to keep staying deeper and deeper further and further in you oh god this is our heart's cry oh god in the name of jesus amen amen Amen. Amen. verse 8 um they chose new gods then was war in the gates was was there a shield or space seen among forty thousand in israel i was looking at this uh in my bible my study bible and there was a short, you know, explanation. The Bible says, how could an, um, this um, study Bible, it's a Dick Bible, Dick's um, study Bible. So explaining that scripture, he said, how could an army of 10,000 without arms defeat a well-armed one with 900 chariots of iron? The Vulgate gives an interesting translation to this verse. The Lord chose a new species of war and himself subverted the gates of the enemy. What was this new species of war? In the first place, a woman gave the orders and directed the war by prophecy. Then God put into the hearts of 10,000 men to have faith without arms to overcome a greater company well-armed too. This was a great miracle in itself. For in Gideon's time, a, later, a little later, there were only 300 who showed evidence of this kind of faith. Barak retired to Mount Tabor with the 10,000 men and they were attacked by well-armed by the well-armed army of Sisera. Suddenly, Barak and his men rushed upon them, and God began to act, causing terror and confusion throughout the Canaanite army, who threw down their arms to flee. The routing was instantaneous and complete. The Israelites picking up the arms of their enemies and slaying them as they ran away. Even Sisera, being no longer safe in the chariot, fled on foot. The entire army was slain by men and the captain by a woman this was the new species of war that brought deliverance in israel and so we see that it's a new order 
It's a new day and it's a new order. And I'm sure in Deborah's time, even the Bible is saying it was new. It had never happened before. Up until then, the generals were men. The generals were men. The judges were men. The ones that would go out to battle were men. But for the first time, God was changing the story. He was changing the script. He was causing, he was doing a new thing. There were 10,000 men, but guess what? Do you know what they were up against? 900 chariots of iron. That's a story for another day that even I am still trying to understand. But it, it wasn't 900 men. So it, it, it was 900 chariots of iron. That's what they were up against. And that was a strong demonic army, you know. But um, we start to see that God, God, because God was on their side and because they were in alignment with the will of God and with the script of heaven for that season, it wasn't hard for God to arise. So we see that when things start happening, um, things become question, questionable. It must, it must, um, it must show us that perhaps it's no longer a battle of words and it's no longer a battle of men, but a battle of gods. If you look at David and Goliath, it was the same thing. It was one Philistine giant that was oppressing, you know, oppressing the people. And look at David as tiny, seemingly small as he was. The guy came from, people will say, he arrived from nowhere, but David did not really arrive from nowhere. This is someone that had given himself to process. This is someone that had been walking in, you know, walking, gone through his journey. And so that day when it was time for him to arise in battle, it was not after that immediately the authority was given to him. It was like power change hands because what a whole, um, what a whole army could not do. One seemingly small shepherd boy did it. Why? Because he understood where it was time for man to fight and where it was time to call upon his God. And that is why we must, you know, um, we must understand time seasons and the symbols and the signals, you know, and the and the patterns when we see it playing out through scripture and playing out in our time. We start to see that, okay, perhaps this is an invitation. This is where, you, you know, an invitation for God to arise and for his enemies to be scattered. We see that happening in this, in this scenario. 10,000 men defeated 900 chariots of iron. 900 chariots of iron. And so I would like us to pray that the lord will the lord will show us how to engage accurately he will show us how to align ourselves he will show us how to how to how to align ourselves in the day of battle in fact in the day that we find ourselves that we'll be able to align ourselves and give room for him to be god because honestly the battle has left our hands now we have mm -hmm. tried and we can see that the strength of man is failing daily in fact from the meeting that we had yesterday it's like when i got home i just carried sackcloth and i covered my head in shame for myself for my nation for this world for all of us and i'm just like my god this is where we missed it. Now it's like the words of the church carries no power and carries no potency because we missed it. We did not realize the day of our visitation. We did not understand when it was time for us to step back and allow God be God. We got so carried away in the in in so many things. But you know, that's we don't even have time to go into that right now. So we are making that prayer. We are saying, God, 
Show us how to align ourselves. Where have we missed it, oh God? Recall our steps back to you. Amen. Help us recall our steps back to you, oh God. In the areas where we have missed it, Jesus, we pray for your mercy, oh God. We pray for your mercy because how can we call upon a God that we do not know? Father, as we reacquaint ourselves with you in this time and in this season, you see, every time that there was battle, every time that it got to a point, if you even check through scripture, every time it got to a point where the children of Israel did not know what they would do and they're about to go into battle, I'm sure that their hearts were already faint. They're just like, this one, we're going to die on the line. We're literally going to die. But what would they do? They will always prepare themselves. They will consecrate themselves. They will pray. They will fast. They will circumcise themselves. They will do their own part, you know, and they will just allow God arise and be God. And for them to always show up every time, I'm sure they had faith, you know, but I'm sure there was also that thing in their hearts where they're like, you know what? This is the end of what we know. So we're just going to keep going. Brethren, we advance by moving forward, but we cannot move forward by our own leading. We have to move forward by the leading of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is the point where we say, Holy Spirit, help us order our steps. Mm -hmm. Align us with the will of God. Align us with the calendar of heaven because it's not our strength that will cause us to prevail. It is the strength of the, of, of, of the power of the living God. It is the strength of God. And it is no longer a war of, of, of flesh. It is now a war of the gods and so father we pray that you align our steps let us lift up our voices and let us pray align our steps oh god with your will align our steps oh god with your mandate align our steps oh god with your calendar and your schedule oh god let us not trespass let us not go out of order oh god align us as an army of ten thousand, regardless of the number whether it is 50 whether it is 45 whether it is 300 whether it is ten thousand. our strength is not in the numbering of men oh god but father our strength is in the numbering of heaven. Man, Father, bring fresh perspective into our minds, oh God. Because your word, oh God, and the sound, oh God, that is being released now is one of battle, oh God. Show us how to align our time is so short you know um, but I'd like us to um, go to verse 14. From verse 13, actually, is where it starts. Okay, 12. Awake, 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 Deborah. Awake, awake, utter a song, one. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinoam, two. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people, three. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Verse 14. Out of Ephraim, there was a root of them against Amalek, 
after the Benjamin among thy people out of Machaia came down governors and out of Zebulun, they that handled the pen of the writer. At least four or five things we have noticed in these scriptures. Um, and this takes it back to, you know, what the scripture also said about the governors being the people that gave themselves to service. So the people that heaven is numbering are the ones that actually put some skin in the game, that put their lives on the line, the ones that serve, the ones that arise, the ones that awake, the ones that get up, you know, because heaven has made a call, the ones that enlist themselves for battle, the ones that know I am of age, therefore I am able to fight in this world, the ones that allow themselves to be enlisted, the ones that say, Lord, if there is a man to be used, Lord, use me. If there is a shortage, Lord, of, of generals, if there is a shortage, Lord, of soldiers, Lord, I enlist myself, the ones that take themselves to the battlefront. And um, verse 14 talks about the different roles, some of the few roles, the different roles that they played. Benjamin among thy people out of Machaia came down governors and out of Zebulun, they that handled the pen of the writer. What does pen of the writer have to do on, on, on war front? The scribes, the ones that took into account, the ones that wrote in the history books, the ones that were documenting everything. Why? Because uh, it's like our journey with God is like a documentary. God always wants us to document everything that is happening because that is how we are able to um, raise um, 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 testimonies to God able to raise stones of memorial, you know, as the scripture says, stones of memorial, where we can get to another point and we remember, oh, the Lord that showed up for me in this situation, he can do it again. It causes a reminder in our hearts, you know, and it's a reminder and a memorial even for the generations to come. So what this tells us is that everybody has a role to play. Don't think that you are too small. Don't think that you are irrelevant. Don't think that what you are doing is not good enough. Even if you think it's not good enough, it is okay. If you look at the people in scripture that the Bible called elders, in fact, if you look at their lives, is it Abraham that was always using, in fact, it is well. Is it Abraham? Is it Samson? Is it Gideon? Which of them? Is it Rahab? Do we want to start talking about Rahab? Is it these people that were very, is it David? Even David himself, the one that said, I have found a man after my own heart. These people that God has recorded in scriptures as the generals, as the fathers, as the, you know, the hallmark of, 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 of faith. These people, if you look at their lives, it seems like uh, uh, they were so flawed on every side. And that's why we must be careful about what we say about the people that God uses in our time. We can sit down with judgmental lenses and be saying, oh, this person has done this, this person has done that, so and so and so. But you don't know the sacrifices that they have made. You don't know the reports that heaven has concerning them. And so you may be looking at yourself just like the way Kidion was looking at himself and saying, oh, I'm the smallest of my father's house. And even my father's house comes from the smallest tribe in my lineage and blah 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 or you may be looking at yourself and thinking oh my god how can Moses die just like Joshua ah my own is just to be following him my own is just to be learning work my own is just to be doing as you know I didn't even come to be a minister or I just came to be blessed may I didn't even plan to be a pastor may I just came to this ministry so that you know I can just receive small sense so that my life can be okay all these pastor things I don't understand all these minister things why are they telling me to do this why are they telling me to do that wake up wake up you are relevant, you are needed, you have been born for such a time as this. And until you come to that knowing, it's not a knowing that you come, you come into by yourself or by the, by the power of the spirit. Until you arrive there, until you arrive there, until you arrive there, until you arrive there, 
you will never fully uh, understand the, you will not have that personal testimony of the Lord, my God, because you don't give him room to be God in your life. So every time you see a weakness, remind yourself, remind yourself that this is room for God to show forth his strength. And I think this is a good place for us to end the prayers this morning. So I'd like us to pray and just say, Father, use me. In fact, it's not even Father, use me because God is ready to use us. But Lord, let me not stand in the way of what you want to do through me. I think that's a good place to end the prayers this morning. Let me not stand in the way of what you want to do through my life. Let me not be the limit. Let me not be the stumbling block. Let me not be the hypocrite, oh God, that prays today and speaks against my life. I may be praying in words, but I may be doubting in my heart and in my thoughts. Father, take away every form of hypocrisy, oh God, of the spirit of the mind, oh God, that may be showing in my life, that may be at work in my life. Anything, oh God, that stands in the way, oh God, of allowing you to be God in my life. Father, take it away from me in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and pray. Let's unmute our mics. This is our last prayer point. Father, anything that stands in the way, anything oh God, that stands in the way, be fully yielded oh God, to your will for my life. Any way oh God, that we have not fully trusted, any way that we are still standing oh God, at the shores in fear, my God. Father, we pray oh every obstacle, everything that sets us free, Finally, I want to read this scripture that we all know, and I'll leave us with this. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God. Um, the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. We are talking about a clear sound. Um, sound provo- sound communicates action. If you read up about sound, I gave an example um, a couple of, on Sunday, I was just sharing on my, my page and I was saying, you know, some of the things that I understood from the study that I did about sound is that um, it causes things to align emotion. There's a thing called sound energy and, you know, it, it brings things into order. It brings, it causes a movement. It's like a, reverber- a, a, a vibration that, you know, causes bodies to pretty much move in a certain way and act in a certain way, you know? And it's like, you hear the sound of something, it should dictate or tell or communicate to you what it is. You're sleeping and you set your alarm for a particular time. So when you hear, if you're like me, that's like four alarms, especially when it's prayer in period. I used to say like four alarms because I cannot take grace for granted. So if you have like four alarms, when you hear the first alarm, you say, okay, it's time to open one eye. Second alarm, okay, the second eye. Third <laughs> alarm, it's time to it's time, it's time to send message on the group. Good morning, everybody. I hope I get ready to pray. Fourth alarm, it's time to enter prayer mode. That's like five minutes to, do you understand? And then, in fact, fifth alarm will meet you on prayer ring call and you are praying. So mm. a sound dictates the action. It's like your phone rings, you know, oh, this is my ringtone. Let me pick up my phone. 
or your baby is crying, you know, in the middle of the night, your baby wakes you with a cry, you know, okay, it's time to breastfeed or it's time to change a diaper or, you know, the sound of anything that you are familiar with or maybe you're not familiar, but there are certain sounds you hear, you know, okay, this is what this sound is saying. Therefore, this is what I must do. If your phone rings, you know that I should pick the call or maybe ignore the call. If your child is crying, you know, I should feed my baby or I should attend to my baby, you know. So sound communicates action. So in this season, the sound is communicating the action and the posture that we should assume. It is a time to steward. It is a time to build. It is a time to arise. It is a time to trade. What is the trading the Bible is talking about? We see it in this scripture uh, in, in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of talents. Everyone was given according to their ability. In fact, after that meeting yesterday, a friend of mine gave me a ride home, you know, and we, we couldn't say anything in the car. And I said, it's okay, please don't even, let's not even say anything. Let's just be going home because this is not one of those meetings or one of those seasons that you say, ah, oh my God, that word, it was this, it was that. And you want to start telling everybody, oh my God. In fact, it's better for the ones that have not heard the word because they will not be held accountable on the day of judgment. You that you have heard it, what are you doing with it? You know, so this scripture of the parable of the talents, it talks about everybody giving according to their ability. One was giving five, one was giving um, two, one was given one. The one with five traded, multiplied that which he had, and he got ten. The one that was given two brought four. The one that was given one went, went and hid it. If you look at his, what's it called? If you look at his, his testimony and the reason, his motive behind doing what he did, um, you know, um, you will see that it was quite reasonable. I mean, let me not go and do the one they did not send me. As you gave me, I will keep your thing for you like that, Jeje. You'll come and collect. Not that you'll come back. I'll tell you story is missing. But what did the Bible call him? The Bible called him, you wicked servant. He called him wicked. He called him unjust. And he took that which he had and he gave it to another. What is the thing that God has placed in your hand? What is the thing that God has placed in your hand? He has placed in your heart. What are all the many, all your books of dreams and visions, everything, what has it been pointing you to up until now? It is a time for you to take the things that God has given you and trade with them. How do you trade? You put them into use. It is not your business whether it will fail or whether it will succeed. If you are even afraid of failing, let's look at the, let's take our frame of reference from God. If anybody has suffered from what the world will call failure, it is God. Because if you look at all the projects that God has done, every time it seems like, ah, and these people that I'm always trying to save, these people I'm always trying to reveal myself to, it's like nothing ever worked. Even Christ that he sent to the, to the physical eye, it may seem like it was, a, it was a failed project because Christ died, came, and look at the way he died. So it's like even the king of glory, look at what he was reduced to. So failure is not anything that is new to God. Failure does not intimidate God. Failure does not reduce God. But we must be able to take ourselves beyond that place of personal preservation, that place of uh, what will people say? Let it not be like, let people say it, let it be. And we must realize that we are in good company. People will always talk, but that's not our priority. We must be ready to trade with the gifts, with the talents, with the dreams, with the ideas that God has given us. And I just pray right now over everyone on this call that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the spirit, the grace, the love and the fellowship will be and it will have 
abide with every life on this call in the mighty name of Jesus. We would walk in grace. We will continually enjoy fellowship of the spirit, that fellowship that will continually lead and align and order our steps. The love of God that will remind us that we are loved of God, that will remind us that we are dear to God, that will remind us that we are his sons, his daughters, and his children, that will remind us that his banner over us is love. These things will be found present in our lives in this season as we war, as we build capacity, as we steward everything that God has given to us. We will not, we will not, we will not, like those nations, we will not stay on the shores and not go out to fight. We will not heap curses on our heads because we did not trade with that which God gave us. At the end of the day, when the Lord comes to take stock he will say concerning us, well done, my faithful servant. Well done, my diligent servant. This will be the testimony of us. Heaven will rejoice concerning us because today is the day. This season is the season that we arose and we were awakened according to the will and the word and the voice of God. This is our prayer, oh God. Let it be so. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Amen. 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 Amen.